When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I had to cut my, cut my All right. TV what was your favorite book series growing up? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer did the morning show. I don't know where he is right now. He's around. He's. I don't know where he is. And Holly is here. Uh, had no sleep last night, similar yeah. to Bradley. I mean, it, we're just really batting a thousand today. Yeah, you know, all I'll say is mechanicals on airplanes really stink, but I'm <laughs> glad that the plane could be serviced. But my eyes are burning. Because yeah, she got in at 2.30 this morning. Yeah, you know, as one does. As one but does. But we're talking favorite children's book series and now and i mean like let's say like mm, you know your first like chapter book book series that you loved um six five one six four one one oh seven one and the reason I, that we're asking this is because it was announced last week that netflix is going to do a, a reboot or a new reimagining of the babysitter's club now i didn't read the babysitter's club um i think i was a little bit old for that when it kind of really hit the like when it hit its stride, um, I was kind of out. I'd aged out of it. But I know that people who read the Babysitter's Club loved the Babysitter's Club. I was prime Babysitter's Club age. Because the Babysitter's Club was aspirational. Mm. You would read the books, late elementary school, about these girls in middle school operating the Babysitter's Club. Mm. So you wanted to be like them. Like and little entrepreneurs. Little entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And also you had, you know, you could be a Christy, you could be a Mallory, you could be a Claudia or a Stacy or Dawn. It was just like... The, sort of like the precursor to Sex in the City. Totally. Yeah, like you would identify with a char- character. 651-641-1071. What was your favorite kind of first chapter book series? Or, you know, in that... Think about that age range. I was... um I was thinking about this when I saw that this was coming to television, and I remember that the book series that I was obsessed with as a preteen was uh, the Sweet Valley High books. And um, I remember that they did a TV series on the Sweet Valley High books that aired, I think, on Saturday mornings, maybe. And I just never... It like almost ruined it for me because I loved the books so much. Um Let's go to the phones. 651-641-1071. What was your favorite chapter book series when you were young? Anna's on the line. Uh, we'll go to Anna. Hi, Anna. Hey. Yeah, this is Anna. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you remember the boxcar children? Okay. Favorite, favorite. I loved, loved those books. Yeah, but I also had the Babysitter's Club, too, but... Um, my very first was the Boxcar Children. Oh, I loved the Boxcar Children. I would read it again in a heartbeat. Thank you, Anna. The thing about the the Boxcar Children was there was like a an another kind of aspirational fantasy about that book series. 
Because if you ever wanted to like run away from home, the idea of living in a boxcar felt kind of doable. Let's go to Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi. Judy, what was your favorite book series? Uh, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And that was before the movie or the series came out, the yeah. TV series. Yeah. Uh, but did you end up loving the TV series? Not as much as the books. Oh, oh. see. And I get that. Thank you, Judy, by the way. I totally get that because I remember when when the TV series, I would watch the TV series and I loved, I still do. I thought it was like a reality show. Like I was so into it. They, they um, had feathered hair I in know. the 1800s, I, Colleen. Holly, you, I love when you point out those, you know, missteps on their part. But I did for a moment think like, gosh, they really had long. Paul like Ingalls had luscious, luscious yeah. hair. Like Manly had like a uh. whole situation going on. But, um, but I remember watching the TV series and my mother always saying, this is not like there's no truth in here at all. <laughs> they their teeth are shiny and they probably yeah. smell nice. Okay? And she would just be like this is not this didn't happen in the book. And I was like, okay, she ruined it for me, but she didn't really. We loved it. Let's yeah. go to the second Judy, another Judy. Hi Judy, what was your favorite book series? Um mine also was Little House on the Prairie. Oh, and did you like the TV show? Um not as much. Um I was aware that they were telling stuff that wasn't in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of bothered me. Oh, yeah. See, exactly. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, whenever you spot those inconsistencies, you're like, uh-uh, no, yeah. you don't know Because I books. barely watched Little House on the Prairie, the TV show, but we spent the entirety of fourth grade reading all the books. Yeah. So we started with Little House in the Big Woods uh-huh. at the beginning of the year, and then we ended, I think we only got to the long winter. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, apropos of now. Yeah, right. But it was Feels a really... similar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that then it is reality. Actually, I should get the long winter out and read it with my daughter so that we can just... Misery loves Yeah, company. I guess. I guess so. Can I say mine before we move yeah. on? I want to share it, and I love this book series. Fear Street. Oh, I don't know those. These are by R.L. Stein. He also wrote the Goosebumps, Goosebumps sure. book series. But Fear Street, a little more mature, about high school-aged people. Sometimes there's some PG-13 Ooh. sexy times going on. There was the whole Fear Street saga about a haunted house. Those were amazing. And they were all they all came out in the, mm, I would say, early 90s is when those I mean, came out. They, I'm looking at the cover art, and some of them look a little... Um, Harlequin. Yeah, I was reading those in elementary school. Like bodice ripping. Uh, One of them is called (laughs) The Burning. I don't know what that one's about. Yeah, you might want to get that looked at. Exactly. Let's go to Kristen. Hi, Kristen. What was your favorite book series as a child? Nancy Drew. Oh, yes. I mean, that's the big one. The classic. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about Nancy Drew. My mom collects Nancy Drew books. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was always enamored with them and the idea of like a teenager who solved mysteries. I love it. Absolutely. And she got to do all this cool stuff that girls never got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Kristen. Kristen. That is a good one. Uh, And let's go to Anne. Hello, Anne. Anne, what was your favorite book series as a child? It was uh, the poor man's Nancy Drew called Trixie Belden. Ooh, I don't even know that one. She's so sassy. Tell us about her. Yeah. Um, it was uh, a girl named Trixie who grew up in upstate New York, and she had a bunch of friends. Um, some were wealthy, some weren't, and they solved mysteries. Oh, I love this. Yeah, it was great. There's probably 
20 or maybe 25 books in the series. Yeah, and I'm looking, I mean, it it does, even the covers kind of remind you of Nancy Drew. Yeah. Um, that is so, and do you know, did they come after Nancy Drew? I think they came after Nancy Okay, Drew. all right. Really? Um, oh, that's so interesting. I'd never seen those before. Yeah, they're great. Definitely get your daughter into reading them. It was just easy reading, and it's fun solving the mystery with them. Oh, and I love it. I actually still have some of my books. Oh, I in, love uh, that. This, cedar trunk that I have. Thank you, Anne, for your call. The other one that I don't want to forget is Betsy Tacy. I loved the Betsy and Tacy books. That's right. And, and they're, they're local. Exactly. They're set in Mankato. It's called Deep Valley in the book, but you can still go visit because it's about Maud Hart Loveless, the author and her best friend. And um, you can still go visit their houses. There's, they have a, the Betsy Tacy Society, and uh, you can tour the houses. And it's it's just kind of a nice little journey into the past. Um, and my daughter and I did that this summer. It was a fun little Oh, that's trip. so lovely. Yeah, you like I know. the ones that are lovely mother-daughter things, and I, I like the ones with like skulls and fires on them. It's so weird. Yeah, you know how that works out. Um, I also have always wanted to go to Laura, Laura Ingalls Wilder Days in Walnut Grove. Or like the whole festival that they have, and they have like a pageant and the whole nine yards. I mean, I gotta get. We just need to get you a petticoat. I think a bonnet. I I just think I'm living in the wrong time. Funny. I think that's it. (laughs) Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I've got some Kardashian confusion. I was gone all last week, Colleen. Oh, we got to get you up to speed. And there were some things that were happening, but quite frankly, I didn't have the brain capacity to take in all the drama. So I want you to catch me up on it. Are you ready to take it in now? I don't know. Okay, well, I'll throw it at you after this on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107. Well, I've got some Kardashian confusion on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, did the morning show. He is now officially out of the studio. I yeah. believe he's going home. He just left. Allegedly. I think. Allegedly, <laughs> supposedly. Mm. We'll check back with that later. Yes. But Holly Roberts is here with me, and uh, we are dishing all the dirt. And Holly, you've been gone for a while. I have been gone for a while. And so I have some Kardashian confusion. I've been watching all of this unravel. You haven't seen kind of the progression that's occurred over the last week with the uh, cheating scandal heard around the world. Tristan Thompson and Jordan Woods, Chloe, uh, Chloe Kardashian's baby's father, yes, and Kylie Jenner's best friend. That's right, cheating together. Yeah. So, where did we last leave you? We last left off where it was revealed that Tristan and Jordan hooked up, and mm. I think that's about it. And that it was decided that Chloe would no longer be with Tristan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that I was in a location where I kept just a small eye on what was happening and I couldn't understand it. And I was like, oh, there's something happening here. And I'm just really not going to pay attention to it. Well, you know, you were probably on the one hand wise to not pay attention to it because it was ever changing. Um, <laughs> but also in not paying attention to it, you may have missed some of the weird inconsistencies, okay? Oh, imagine that. I know. So, first of all, uh, listen, all of the Kardashian sisters, of course, have come out swinging against Jordan Woods, the former now bestie of Kylie Jenner. You know, on our show, we all we think that this is a lot of this was all done to drum up drama for keeping up with the Kardashians, because right? Because that's how it works. Exactly. Um, you know, and it's fine. And by the way, 
in case you're one of the people who thinks stop talking about them and they'll go away. It's simply not true. We're through the looking glass here, yeah. people. That was maybe something that you could have said five years ago. Yeah, it's too late. Six years ago. It's, it's too, too late. late. No, no, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's what is occur- has occurred since. Late last week, it was announced that Jordan Woods would go on the Red Table Talks with Jada Pinkett Smith. Her Facebook show. Yes, why you ask? Yeah, why, Colleen? Well, Jordan Woods is apparently has been very close friends with the Smith Pinkett Smith household. Um, they refer to her as their niece. How does that happen? I know, right? How does that happen? I know that they all live in Calabasas or yeah, relatively within the same neighborhood. Yeah. There's something fishy about this whole story as well, because I and I didn't ever do this. And um, Holly, this actually sounds like exactly the kind of thing that you love to do. But I wanted to go back and follow like their management teams and see where there's a crossover between Chris Jenner and uh, Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, because I know that they've been friendly in the past. I'm going to look into that a little yeah. bit more. The The obvious answer to me would be that they both Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith and Chris Jenner, they all live in that neighborhood or the town of Calabasas, mm-hmm. which is outside of Los Angeles. So naturally, maybe that they would run into each other. That's really the only explanation that I have at this right. point. Well, in any case, so Jordan did like an entire episode of the Red Table Talks and in it. An entire episode? An entire episode. Really? Sitting at the table talking about the cheating scandal. The Kardashians were not here for it. They, you know, they were livid. In this, she said, essentially, it simply didn't happen. Which was a little bit different from the previous story that was told. But we saw video. She essentially said he kissed her on the lips inexplicably uh, as she was getting ready to leave. Um, But that that was all that happened. And it wasn't a romantic kiss. Wait, wait, wait. The story was is that Jordan Woods and Tristan Thompson were making out at the party, which is so bizarre, too. Right. Because the other piece of the story that she had shared was that she was blackout drunk. So. None of it adds up. It's just a very bizarre. But then the next thing that happened is that Khloe Kardashian basically called Jordan Woods a homewrecker on Twitter and said, listen, like. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I 
the reason I'm going to say all this stuff publicly to you, Jordan, is because you are the one that went public with the story. Chloe said this. Chloe said this on Twitter. I'm not I'm not addressing Tristan publicly because we are having our conversations offline and in private. But because you took this public, I'm going to you know, you are the one that wrecked my relationship. Well, we all um, were like, um, actually, uh, no, 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 there's probably no, a, she's no. on the list maybe, but she's like down at the bottom. Cause there were, I mean, what about the girls he was making out with while you were in the stirrups pushing a baby out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Or the ones in the meantime with a newborn. I, oh, that is, that irritates me. Right. When specifically women call other women home wreckers. Right. Like, there's no responsibility for the man and the way that he acts in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if you're addressing it in private, Chloe, please. So, now, the narrative has changed yet again. This time, Chloe, over Twitter, over a series of tweets, has said the following. This has been an awful week, and I know everyone is sick of hearing about it all, as am I. Uh, I'm I'm a roller coaster of emotions and have said things I shouldn't have. Honestly, Tristan cheating on me and humiliating me wasn't such a shock at first as as the first time. What's been harder and more painful is being hurt by someone so close to me, someone whom I love and treat like a little sister. But Jordan is not to be blamed for the breakup of my family. This was Tristan's fault. I have to move on with my life and count my blessings, my family, my health, and my beautiful baby true. What? Well, so wait, wait, wait. So she just made a complete 180 about what she said about earlier Jordan. about Jordan. I don't know, Colleen. I'm really confused. And quite frankly, I was living in a bubble of ignorant bliss. Uh-huh. And now I don't know how to feel about anything, except we'll get more answers on an upcoming episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I, of course. And you know what? on E! later this year. I think the valuable lesson that the Kardashians are probably learning right now is to study their scripts a little bit better. Yeah, take when, notes. Yeah, when, when Mama Kardashian puts the sides in their mailboxes, maybe study them a little harder because <laughs> the narrative it keeps shifting. I can't figure out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, we'll still keep our eye on that ball. And like I said, we're going to keep talking about them. They're not going to go away, though, you guys. It's impossible. You can't. It doesn't matter if we away. talk about them or not. They're mm-hmm. not going away. When we come back, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer did the morning show. He is either driving home or already has arrived at home and is now slumbering on his couch. Or staring at a wall Who knows? because he's full of caffeine and can't take a nap. And that is Holly Roberts. She's back from her trip. I mean, it's it's a weird day. It's been a very strange day. Uh, before we get to our D-bags, it's been a strange day, first of all, because Bradley did the morning show. Holly came in from her trip at 2.30 a.m. Yeah. And then at lunchtime, we learned the sad news that Luke Perry has died. Uh before and we'd already planned our show. I mean, it's just it's, one it's, of those days. Yeah, it is. So we're doing. Thank you for sticking with us, uh-huh. everybody. Uh, we are just sort of flying by the seat of our pants, but we do have a commitment to you, and that commitment is to share with you the celebrities behaving badly. We call them d bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. We will always honor this commitment. This is true because because Hollywood is always honoring their commitment <laughs> yeah. to us. Um, 
Roseanne Barr. I just, girl, Mm. honey, just Mm. like maybe stop for a minute and don't do the talking thing. So she was on a uh, podcast uh, that's hosted by Candace Owen called The Candace Owens Show. Um, And one of the things that she talked about was the Me Too movement. And she talked about the women who were victims of sexual assault at the hands of Harvey Weinstein specifically, but generally many of the women who came forward and said that they were sexually harassed uh, by men in power in Hollywood. So a podcast asking a woman in power in Hollywood her opinion on all of that. Yeah, Uh among other things. I mean, they did touch on other topics. This is the one that's making her a D-bag today. She said, oh, I can't even, okay. This is what she said of the Me Too, uh, the women who had allegations. I'm ready for it. They thought they were getting a job 15 years ago. It's because they're hoes. If you don't run out of the room and go, excuse me, you don't do that to me and leave, but you stayed around because you're like, well, I thought maybe he was going to give me a writing job. Well, you're nothing but a hoe. Hmm. And then she, but see now. Listen, that is a held opinion by, I think there are people who believe all of that. Yeah. Fine. It's, I don't believe that. I think that's real victim shaming and I do not appreciate it. However, it's what then she goes on to say. Uh, She says that these same women, uh, she says they were pretending that they didn't go to trade sexual favors for money. Women are upset because they weren't attracted to the guy that did it. So essentially what no. she's saying is that these women came forward simply because they were guilty of trying to get ahead with Harvey Weinstein, but that they just weren't attracted to him. That he was ugly. I, you know, I, there's, I, ooh, no, nope. Roseanne, no, nope. no, nope. 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 here's nope. The, like, this is the other thing. Sometimes. If you can have opinions and keep them in your head. You can. <laughs> it's possible. Sometimes it's nice to have inside thoughts yeah. in your mind. Just, and like the more talking, also not the better talking. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. So she's my D-bag today. Well, I would like to say thank you for sharing, but I don't think that's quite the emotion that I'm feeling right now Mm-mm. towards what Roseanne Barr nope. has to say nope. about that. Well, we can go and forget about Roseanne Barr. Oh, good. Like I had been forgetting about her for the past six months. Perfect. Hadn't been giving her a second thought. Mm-hmm. Back under the rock you go, Roseanne. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. All right. Now, my D-bag is, I don't know necessarily if this is a D-bag, but I definitely want to get everyone, I want to get your opinion. Okay. I want to get your read on uh, this new project that Academy Award winner Rami Malek is participating in. Oh, He's got a new project out. It's on social media. He is now a spokesperson for the Mandarin Oriental chain of hotels. Oh, okay. Very fancy. Yes. Very she-she. So he's doing some commercials for them. And uh, the whole shtick is that I'm a fan. And it's okay. ca- it's layered because the Mandarin Oriental uses a fan mm-hmm. as their logo. So, mm-hmm. Rami Malik is a fan of the hotel. Now, here's his spot: Rami Malik selling the Mandarin Oriental hotel because he's a fan, okay. not only of the hotel but lots of other things. Just just listen to this. Okay. Was that a dating I, application? I'm thank so you. confused. I don't know. That was bizarre. Uh, it was really bizarre. And also, so, frankly, lazy. 
I'm a, and I'm, bad. And that's not on his behalf. That's on the behalf of the advertising agency who thought that you. was a good idea. So maybe they're actually the D-bag of the day. Now, I will say, Colleen, that Twitter Twitter's coming through on this well, of one. Of course. So, I love the way social media self-corrects. The, my favorite response to what you just heard, Rami Malek doing a commercial for the Mandarin Oriental hotel chain said, me talking to a dog at a party. Totally. I like, I like air. Uh-huh. I like looking at things. <laughs> or I, not looking at things. Yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes not looking at things is really nice. I like sitting. Oh my gosh. I like I like water sometimes. There's also something very cuz now I'm watching it. Yeah, it's um there's something unnerving to me about Remy Malik. <laughs> Did you guys, well, obviously, last week, so I was gone, mm-hmm. Rami Malek winning the Oscar, Best Actor, Bohemian Rhapsody at the Oscars. Which, incidentally, watched that movie this weekend. Oh, oh, tell, tell, I want mad, your opinion. Mad at everybody who told me it was a good movie. Okay, let's sidebar like, here for a second. Like, angry about it. Okay, so maybe all those people might be... Suited, you know, yes. their opinion right in here. <laughs> but that's fascinating, Colleen, because Bohemian Rhapsody won multiple Oscars at the Academy Awards. I yeah. have no, I haven't seen the movie, uh-huh. and I really, I can't make a really informed opinion on whether on the validity of those Oscar wins. But it won for best editing, like worst editing ever. It, it's sloppy. Yeah. Okay, so. In his acceptance speech, too, I think that's just his presence is that he's maybe perhaps socially awkward unless mm-hmm. he has a job or a task to do in yes. front of him. Yes. When he is an actor, he can immerse himself in the role. And yes. then, you know, it goes from there. Yes. There's something in that ad for Mandarin uh, Oriental Hotels that makes me a little bit scared to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or like... We watched the video, and now the ring thing is yes. going to come out and eat us. Totally. Like, like, what was that? It's something about his delivery, and there's a like a, a, a glint in his eye that has a slight, I'm going to murder you type feel he, to it. Well, he did say that he likes mischief, and maybe by mischief it means that I'm going to disassemble your limbs and yes. put you in a box by my bed. I know. I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm not into um, it either. If I were on Love Connection with Chuck Woolery, and I saw that dating video, I would be like, no thank you. It's not two for two. No. No, no we will not be back in <laughs> we, two and no, two. No, no mm. we're, we're going to be back in zero. We're not coming back. <laughs> oh, wow. Remy Malik. Well, yeah, there's just there's a plethora of kind of debaggery behavior associated with that. So there, yeah, you there know, it just is. Do do with it what you will. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of uh, weird behavior, um, we've recognized that Pete Davidson has a signature move when it comes to the ladies that he favors. Holly's going to tell us exactly what that signature move is, and we're going to talk about some. Annoying signature moves. Yeah. But before we talk about annoying signature moves, can we be generous? Let's be generous. And also, let's talk about like dating in a fun way. Yeah. Fun way. No weird signature moves. 
No weird videos. So this is what we're giving away. A pair of tickets to join Colleen and Bradley's reserve table at Date for Life. This is a fundraiser for Children's Cancer Research Fund. It's Saturday, March 9th, this Saturday. So make sure you can go. It starts at 7 p.m. Taking place at International Market Square. And you and a guest will be with Colleen and Bradley. So if you want to call, call her 3-651-641-1071. Now make sure that you can go this Saturday. Yep, so check your calendar. It's Saturday. Saturday night, and it is, from what I've been told, going to be a super fun event. So 651-641-1071. And caller number, did we say seven? Three. Three. Caller number three uh, to get those tickets to date for life. All right, when we come back, what the heck is Pete Davidson's signature move with the ladies? It's nasty. We'll tell you after this. Okay, so we've noticed that Pete Davidson, the ex-fiance of Ariana Grande has a signature move that he likes to pull with the ladies. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, is off for the rest of the day because he did the morning show. Holly Roberts is here. She was up all night because she was flying back on a late flight. Yay! Not not intentionally either. Right. I plan my life slightly better than that. <laughs> but she got in at 2.30 a.m. Um, so, it just, it's a weird day. Lots happening. Yeah, Luke Perry passed away. I know. You know, all the details on our website, oh. mytalk1071.com. We'll be talking about it later. Yeah, that <sighs> one stings, man. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, but we're, um, but we have noticed, uh, joyfully, in some ways, that uh, Pete Davidson has a signature move with yeah. the ladies, uh-huh. and it's nasty. Oh, it is really, mm-hmm. really, really nasty. That's nasty. Mm. What is it, Holly? What is it? Oh, okay. Maybe I should do um, an interpretation of what I think the signature move sounds oh, like. Oh, good. That's a good idea. Okay. Because it, it, is, a sen- it is a bodily sensation, and... It goes a little something like this. <laughs> that is Pete Davidson's signature move. His signature move, Colleen, mm-hmm. is sticking his tongue down people's throats in public. Okay. And I it's say... It's nasty. It's real nasty. It's nasty. What is that? That's nasty. <laughs> yeah, that is real nasty. Because Pete Davidson now, and it was, it has been rumored that he is dating Kate Beckinsale, and we've heard that the two of them were all PDAE. You? Yeah. And there are now pictures of the two of them at, where are they? They're at a... they're at a, maybe a... Rangers game. It's a Rangers game. So, a sporting event. Yes. Yay, sports puck. And they are having a kiss, and there is a visible tongue between them. That is so nasty. Nasty. That is real nasty. Look, I... Okay. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of my very first kiss. Oh, tell us more. Mm. A really romantic date (laughs) that I had when I was in eighth grade. We went to go and see the Matthew Broderick version of Godzilla. Mm. And in the back row, I was with this guy that I had a crush on all year long. Mm-hmm. And I had never been kissed mm-hmm. until Godzilla stomped on the screen. How sexy. And the guy did this. <laughs> wow! 
Oh my gosh. No, that Pete Davidson's signature move is something that you do in middle school when your idea of kissing someone is actually eating their face. Yeah. The thing about the tongue is that I don't appreciate being able to see the exchange of the tongue. Oh, it's nasty. Well, and also, it's nasty. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is that? Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> that is real nasty. And I say that this is the signature move because, Colleen, can we go back to. I think it was August of 2018 when Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande were hot, hot, hot for each other. They were on the red carpet of the MTV Video Music Awards. Mm -hmm. And what did we see was Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande touching tongues with each other out in public. What the heck? Where? What was that event? I think it was the MTV Video Music Awards. Okay. Now, I may be mistaken, but I absolutely, it is seared in my mind that Pete Davidson's signature move is like the public tongue touch. Yeah. I, yep. There it is. Yep. You I'm see it? It, it, it. Is it? it is the MTV Video Music Awards. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. I don't. And I thought maybe, honestly, I will say I bl- I would have blamed that on Ariana Grande because she likes to touch her tongue to things in public. Like donuts. See donuts. <laughs> but um, but no, now it appears as though this is Pete Davidson's move. You know what? This is locked in. I will never make out with Pete Davidson. No. I mean, that was already already a thing. Yeah. And I just want to let everyone know. That publicly tongue touching is really awkward for the people around you. Right. Case in point, this photograph that was taken at this New York Rangers game. I want you to look at the man who is sitting next to Kate Beckinsale. Oh, yeah. Who is not touching tongues with her. Well, and here's the other thing. And I know we are spending a lot of time talking about a simple kiss that was captured on video. Yeah. Or TV or on a camera. But I don't. I feel like at a sporting event, that's a time for a tasteful peck. I don't see that being a place where you do the tongue stuff. Right? Like, in fact, if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't ever really think that there's an appropriate time outside of your personal time for that. Yeah. Kind of a deep kiss. You're not going to the grocery store like, and just oh, being like, oh. Will you hand me the Rice Krispies? Oh, oh babe. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. No. No, I stop. Just, you know, it honestly, it reminds me of, have you ever been at a wedding where the couple goes in for the kiss and they are not aware that everybody's there? Oh, you, yeah. Oh, mm, mm, I'm too Midwestern for that. I am too. It just, oh. Whoo. Is that a regional, like, do we just get... I, I just, out by that? Is I that like just, normal in other areas of the country? I just think public displays of affection like that. The really big, yeah. outrageous public displays of affection. For me, holding hands in public is a really like nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. That's like as far as it's going to go. That's as far as it's going to go. Yeah. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Like if anyone is looking at me, then it is really awkward. And so, oh, and I just get the sweaty palms holding hands anyways. It's not a really good idea. It's maybe comfortable for like five minutes. Okay. But I get, gets Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale for whatever reason. And I haven't quite figured out what that reason is. They're very hot and heavy for each other. Clearly. And, who and they want us to know. And, so yeah. that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, congrats yeah. on your like super hot, steamy love that you have for each other. Yeah. I'm happy for them. If they're happy, I'm happy. I didn't know I had such feelings about them.
Neither did I. But fine. All That's right. Okay. Well, congrats to them. But Yay, let's, I just mazel. don't want to see the tongue anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I want to make sure that we're all set up and ready for our next conversation because yeah, um, we got it some... was a couple months ago, I think, or maybe a month ago that we started watching. Everybody started watching The Art of Tidying Up. On Netflix with Marie Kondo. Starring Marie Kondo. Mm -hmm. Marie Kondo, by the way, also was at the Oscars. Yeah. Kind of love that. How does that happen? Um, But here's what I wanted to do today on March 4th. I wanted to check in with everybody who went all condo crazy uh, when they watched The Art of Tidying Up on Netflix about a month ago. And they said, I'm condoing now. You know, people around here did it. Dawn was condoing her closet. Uh, Alexis, I think, was doing some condoing. Yeah. Other people were condoing. Um, they were going full condo. They were going full condo. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's going to last because the art of tidying up outlines a lengthy process that spans over many weeks, even months, and even months in the act of decluttering. And I know that this has been a benefit for thrift stores, et cetera. I just wanted to check in on y'all and see if anybody's given it up already. Yeah. Or how long did you last or are you still doing it? And how long have you been doing it? If you have taken part in the Marie Kondo trend, tidying up because you watched the Netflix documentary or read her book or not documentary, Netflix show or read her book or whatever sparking joy in your life still or have you given it up and exactly. thrown it across the room 651-641-1071 where are you at in your condo process it's march 4th we're well into the year we'll talk to you after this on my talk 1071 hi i'm bonnie curry one of the narrators on the abide app a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.